This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Politics here heating up with an election coming at you in October. The latest on the SNC-Lavalin scandal. It has not been a good week for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau after he was found guilty of contravening the Federal Conflict of Interest Act in the SNC-Lavalin affair. Today, his political enemy, uh, Andrew Scheer, leader of the Federal Green Party, doubling down today on his calls for the RCMP to get involved. He is demanding an RCMP investigation of the Prime Minister and the people in his office. Let's talk about this now with Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Hey, Keith. Hey, Smitty. Okay, let's talk about this situation now. You got Scheer uh, really going after Trudeau on this one now. Obviously wants to make this a central part of an election campaign coming up in October. Corruption, truth in government, uh, politicians who are liars in his words, right? I noticed when he did his news conference today, he had a big placard in front of his podium, and it said, Honest Government. This is what he's going to promise the people of Canada. Is this a good issue for sure? Potentially it is. I think he's going to try to make this campaign a de facto referendum on Justin Trudeau's ethics and moral compass. And I think he's got a considerable ammunition to work with. Whether or not that becomes the ballot box question is very much an open question. I'm not convinced it is. But uh, the the ground is fertile enough for Sheer to make this the ballot box question. The question is, is this the type of issue that resonates with voters more than, say, economic issues, pocketbook issues, uh, even issues such as relatively new ones, such as uh, climate change, which I think Trudeau and the New Democrats and it's, the Greens are going to focus on. It's obviously bad for Trudeau. I mean, the report by the federal ethics commissioner doesn't necessarily come with any direct penalties against Trudeau. I mean, it's more like a verbal tongue lashing, Mm -hmm. but the political cost could be high if people decide Maybe I've I was distrustful of this guy well, to start with, and this p- pushes me over the head. I'm uh, well, over the over the edge. I'm not voting for him. I'll be shocked if the Conservatives or the NDP or both don't produce an ad that says the Prime Minister broke the law, and they air that over and over again. You go back to the 2017 election here in British Columbia. The NDP effectively won that election on two issues. One was affordability. The other one was a relentless negative ad campaign against Christy Clark and against her integrity and labeling her corrupt and showering her with cash. Now, this is not the same situation. Justin Trudeau did not profit personally from this particular situation, but uh, the NDP was able to make an effective campaign on the issue of corruption and and ethics in 2017. Now, it remains to be seen whether that can be done on the federal stage on this particular issue. But as I say, I think right now we advantage conservatives, but the liberals still have a lot of weapons they can but you're But you're still not certain, though, whether this is a fatal wound here for Trudeau. And I encourage people to follow you on Twitter because you're like the king of BC (laughs) politics on Twitter. How many followers you got on there now? 35,000 or something. It's ridiculous. 35,000. My God. Okay. You put out a tweet the other day that got everybody hot and bothered. You said that you tell me what you said. In the I said, tweet. I just come back from the dog park here in Victoria with 20 people and raised the issue of SNC Lavalin. Nobody was paying attention. And I did that sort of somewhat tongue in cheek, but also to make the point that 
It's August. It's summer. People don't pay attention to politics. Also, that Twitter does not drive public opinion. Twitter is a cesspool of partisanship, and there's a lot of people going at it each, uh, all the time on Twitter, particularly on this issue. The partisans come out on both sides. And But I wanted to make the point that this is not an issue yet. I don't see any evidence yet that this is some sort of killer issue for the liberals, uh, although it remains to be a potentially great one for the conservatives. But I'm not convinced it's there yet. We're not in the campaign. The campaign doesn't begin for at least a few more weeks, and it's uh, it remains to be seen whether this is going to be the ballot box question for people, whether it's going to be climate change, whether it's going to be taxes, whether it's going to be uh, any economic pocketbook issues. I think the, the field is wide open for issues right now, and I wouldn't put it in the bank that this is the killer one. Okay, the point on your tweet was, if they're not talking about it down at the dog park, <laughs> then that's a, you know, a potential litmus test for whether it's going to be a ballot box issue in an election. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, I uh, people say where where do you get your information sometimes or or your your finger on the pulse of public opinion. I maintain it's in Thrifty's uh produce section here and when I go shopping, when I talk to normal people, normal people walking their dogs, not the partisans you and I come across every day whether it's on Twitter, social media or just as we go around our uh, along our jobs as as journalists. It's regular folks and regular folks don't pay attention to politics as much as uh, a lot of people like to think. Okay, I will agree with you to this extent that I think in my experience the most damaging scandals that we've seen in politics are typically ones that if you catch a politician red-handed lining his own pockets like stealing money and putting po money into his own pocket that to me is deadly or if you have one where the public's money is being wasted people can't stand that and especially if it's on something that is easy to understand like Bev Oda's $16 glass of orange juice or the $5,000 wood splitter down here at the BC legislature. That drives people up the wall. That's very damaging. When you get into this scandal, SNC-Lavalin, which is kind of complex and, I don't know, somewhat esoteric to an extent, do you think that that makes it more difficult for, say, like a guy like Shear to get some traction on it? Oh, I, I think it, I think it is more difficult because, I, as again, you say it's esoteric. I think there is a an element of mystery to this thing that doesn't play out in people's daily lives. They can understand a sixteen dollar glass of orange juice. Uh, they can understand five thousand dollars on a wood splitter. Understanding the deferred public prosecution process yeah. is something that a lot of people just they don't care about or they don't get their heads around it, and they don't think through the very complex legalities that are accompany these types of things. And so it's it's not an issue of a politician gaining personal gain for this. It's a, it's a process argument, and those are traditionally much harder, I think, to turn into a effective election issues come the campaign than other ones. That are, you know, rule of thumb is you can you can get a ton of political hurt from a misspending a relatively small amount of money yeah. versus spending a, misspending a lot of money, but people don't understand the situation. So I think this this may fall into that category. So maybe a ballot box question. I'm not convinced it is yet. I think a lot of stuff has to happen first. Okay, that said, this thing is outrageous. It does stink to high heaven. I mean, people got to remember some of the context of this scandal, right? I mean, we were talking about uh, a prime minister and a prime minister's office that were help trying to get this company off the hook of some serious criminal corruption charges. And this is a company that has had a history of scandal itself. I mean, we're talking about paying bribes 
to the regime of Muammar Gaddafi, right? One of the most disgusting dictators the world has seen recently. I mean, we had stories of like, you know, money being spent to buy prostitutes for his son and all kinds of crazy stuff. And you've got a prime minister and his staff bending over backwards to help them. And this report that came out on Trudeau, came out in Trudeau last week had some new interesting revelations about just how far they went mm -hmm. to try and help this company get off the hook of these criminal charges. That to me is outrageous and it's disgusting. And I think it should anger people. I guess the question is just how angry are people going to get? Well, how angry they're going to get and whether they're going to vote, go somewhere else with their votes. I mean, are people who voted for Justin Trudeau in, in 2015 going to vote for Andrew Scheer? Once Scheer's policies and differences come into view, I think the chances of that happening lessen as the campaign goes on. There is a chance, you know, a lot of pollsters pick up on this, that perhaps the Green Party could be the main beneficiary of this, of, of people who are, who are disengaged or, or disillusioned with Trudeau as a result of this are not prepared to vote for Andrew Scheer and the Conservatives because that's a complete philosophical opposite of what they've been supporting for up until now. So maybe they look for the shiny new toy, which is the Green Party, which has no... You know, no track record in terms of something like this has clean hands on pretty well every issue, and maybe that's where they park their vote. Trudeau can obviously win again this okay. election. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, before this story bro broke, or before the Ethics Commissioner report came in, I mean, they were ahead of the polls in, ter in uh, uh, both Ontario and Quebec. That's where the seats are, Metro, Metro Toronto. And that was enough, to, I think, to, for him to win the election. Now, does that change now as a result of this, of this report? Maybe a little bit, but I think as we get into the campaign in September, public opinion will start shifting along traditional lines, and I think it's, uh, again, his to lose. I suspect we'll talk again at that so. time. Thanks a lot for coming in. That's Keith Baldry. He's the Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News.